Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Judging by my very lofty 40,000th positioning so far in season 2022, it probably won't be my year, as Train suggested there. It's Shaiti here for the SC Report, and joined in a three-way again this week. Uh, Lakey, I've got you on the other line. Let's go to you first. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right, mate. Um, I was a bit the same as you this weekend. Not much happening with the Supercoach front and a whole lot of drinking to drown the sorrows. Um, yeah, 11.41 for me dropped me. Back the pack, fair way. I don't really want to talk about it, and I don't really want to talk about the rugby league either as a nice fan. So let's go over to Deanie. Thanks, boys. Glad to be on the pod tonight. Bit of a throw over to you. You didn't give him much justice there, mate. Fellow Cowboys fanatic, Townsville boy in his own right, new captain's article taking over your role on the site there. Danny, welcome back to the podcast. Had you on last year, I think, did I curse you? You know, this podcast is renowned for cursing people who are in pretty uh, high positions. Where did you actually end up finishing in season 2021 and where are you sitting currently? Well, JT, in last season 2021, I finished 25th overall. So you didn't put the curse on me. 25th. 25. 25. This is overall whole competition. (laughs) Unreal. And, this, um, well done. You can say this year not going well at all, 22,000 overall right now. But um, last three weeks, climbed from 56, so um, climbing up the right way. Mate, you're trending in all the right directions there. got to say, like I have went from 1.8K or something to 40,000th overnight uh, three weeks' time. You've, tra- you've gone the other way, you know, 25K or so. In position, so it just goes to show. Uh, I don't know. You, you catch fire at the right time. It uh, won't take long at all to get back up there. But yeah, it seems a long, long way off at this stage. Um, I think before the podcast, I mean, I was talking to you about all the problems that I've got in my Supercoach side. But you were even suggesting this is the week to to hold trades or at least go light on them. Is that right? Yeah, potentially. Um, I guess it all depends what your team is sort of um, shaping up like, or whether you can just you know, avoid making a trade or using a boost. So um, I know we, I did say before we jumped on air that I probably would withhold, but I'm thinking more towards I'll make one trade this week and do an upgrade and um, and then next, next week sit tight. Did you own, and this will probably tell you how uh, well I've gone, I didn't own either of Talakai or Cleary last week. Do you own both of them, one of them? I own both of them. So Bang. I bought Cleary it is. Um, in when he played the Broncos. So I had to take a risk and um, upgrade him. So, um, But, you know, I did start with Turbo. So I did have money, obviously, there to basically do a swap from my half to 
Cleary. And then, um, yeah, I jumped aboard the Talakai train early oh. and got rid of um, Ola Kawatu from Manly. So, um, yeah, so I've wasted a few trades there because I got rid of Fafita, downgraded a little bit to free up a bit of cash for Ola Kawatu. But then I was like, oh, well, Talakai sort of rising. Let's jump aboard him. He's a better player than Bo Firma, and um, yeah, <laughs> been unbelievable. Matt, that's definitely not a trade waste. Sort of think Lake and I are sitting here shaking our heads because we did know Talakai. We thought, actually, I remember saying on this podcast a while ago, and you know, this goes to show that we all we're all um, you know do as I say, not as I do. Because I was on the podcast defending Talakai a few weeks ago. I just said whatever he's risk free, throw him in, and then we had the back and forth that you know his spot's not better down and. Our players are coming back and, you know, he's unproven for this long at centres. And Lakey, uh, <laughs> I mean, if we could rewind, I mean, we'd save ourselves oh, if I could what, turn back time, 300k. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Now we're looking yeah. at him in it right on 700k and it's just, I think he's left us behind. Actually, he looks, he yeah. looks like a it's bargain because he's 699, not 700. So, you know, oh, that whole gorgeous. thing, that whole he's, But he's got a negative, a negative 50 uh, break even too, doesn't he? Certainly does, but you know you're only as good as your second half and or your latest half, and he was terrible. So let's just let's just ride that one out. But you know what? I'm I'm trading him in, so I've got to apologise to you, Deanie. I'm about to break him as I did for Dave Fafita last week. So my bad. Oh no, that's fine. I was just going to ask you guys: Are you going to bring him in? Like 700 still seems cheap. He could be a season keeper, especially if he gets DP in a couple of weeks' time. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, the only downside for me is he doesn't play round 13, but it just looks so good out there. Like, they're shaping the ball all down that left edge. Like, I just, I can't, t- you might have, a, you know, 50, a quiet game would be 50 points, I think, at this stage. But should be, and, and like, maybe you're across the positional stuff more than I am, but that whole um, change to the rules now where they can make, or change people's positioning or add them, I should say, during the year. Round 12, is his certainty to get that center wing duel? I'd say so. Um, there was a few questions asked at round six. Why didn't he get it? Because he played the one game there or a game and a half. Um, hmm. And he's done nothing but play there since. So I think he's all but guaranteed to get a center wing designation for round 12. And you'll be mad not to have him um, the way he's going. Connor Tracy, that was his spot last year, and he played very well, which is why I didn't grab Talakai at the start. I thought, you know, Tracy would be back. Tracy's groin injuries held him out longer than expected, and Talakai's all, all but cemented himself into the spot. I don't think he's going anywhere. Mm. Yep, certainly looks the absolute good. So well done to you, Deanie. You've jumped on and at perfect timing for both Cleary and Talakai. So that's why you're trending up, and that's why we're trending down. But that's all last week. Let's look forward to the future, and that's round eight. Uh, Lakey, you've just finished your team list Tuesday article. It's going to be great reading, I'm sure. So we'll throw to you in a short time for all the team list Tuesday highlights. We'll talk some of the trade-in and trade-out targets. So we've got, well, I've got several trade-out targets in my side here. Not enough money for all the trade-ins, but we'll go through each of those. Some cheapies that are either on the bubble or a negative break-even or guys that we can just you know try and, and throw a dart to and hopefully... Uh, they'll generate us some nice cash or points uh, to be able to do some of those upgrades that we'll chat about. Uh, we'll go through the buy teams, as always, just to make sure that they're front of mind when you are making your trades. And then round it out with our captaincy and our own trade plans for this week. Some may be uh, using their boost uh, if you're anything like me and have a lot of holes to fill. So that's round eight. Uh, before we get in there, let's give a shout out to site founder, Wen and Rome, and former podcast great. We'll get him back on. In due course, but uh, he is a new dad as of a couple of weeks ago. So congratulations to Wen and Rome. 
Um, he, he's been so much more uh, active, I guess, since he's been a new dad, which, I mean, I think is surprising, but Lakey, you disagree? Yeah, I disagree, mate. So the little ones, all they do is sleep, eat, and poop. So it'd be a lot of times with having cuddles with dad and, uh, you know, when it's probably catching up on all the sporting news and, and checking in on us. So, yeah, big congratulations to him from myself and from the rest of the Supercoach Talk team. He's um, living the dream at the moment. Uh, so new that he's actually so new to the whole dad thing that he's already trying to uh, steal my thunder with JT's Joe Corner. Let's go to that segment. Thank you very much, Bazza. The big fan loves the segment. I got a, a joke sent in. I did ask for them last week. Uh, this is a great one. I actually ran it by you guys before uh, we went to air, so please laugh. But uh, this one comes from When in Rome himself. Uh, many of us are always connected to our phones these days. You know, I was at a funeral just the other day, and even I asked the priest for the Wi-Fi password. The priest said, geez, have some respect for the deceased. You know, I nodded and then asked, is that all in lowercase? <laughs> no, I can't do it. Nope. 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 <laughs> Big bad Basil loves it. Don't you worry about that. Uh, it sounded better the first time. The boys laughed a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that addition to JT's Joke Corner when in Rome. Appreciate it and all the best with the new bub. All right, let's get into the actual Supercoach news for round eight. Got to say, at least, uh, at least Danny laughed a bit harder than Alex did the other week. But uh, Lakey, Supercoach time, round 18 was Tuesday. Hot off the press is your article. Run us through some of the highlights for round eight. Yeah, I'll start off with the outs. We've got Guac suspended and Dan Tupo suspended. They're both missing this week. Um, Josh Curran is another Supercoach gun. He's out with an MCL injury. Don't know how bad or how long that's going to be for, but he's definitely missing this week at the very least. Um Dane Gagai has fractured his cheekbone, so he's going to be missing up to a month. And Jack Bird has been named this week, but he's rumoured to have fractured a forearm. So I think it's a bit of hook playing silly buggers. We'll, we'll, we'll see as the game gets a little bit closer on Sunday afternoon. Coming in, um, you got uh, Kelma Tuolangi. He's back. Uh, Kevin Nakwama is coming in for Dan Tupo. Um, uh, Ethan Bullimore is coming on the edge for Guac, so I don't know if anybody's still holding him. You shouldn't be, but he, there he is. Uh, Dale Finucane's <laughs> back in. He's starting at lock, which pushes uh, Cam McInnes to the bench. And um, Morgan Harper, I should have mentioned this before, he's been dropped, but that, that means Tolatau Kula has come um, in at centre, so he replaces Harper. He, he did a pretty good job, as you said earlier, Talakai, uh, struggled in the second half, and that's when they made that change at half time. Harper was out, Cooler was in. And he sort of held uh, Talakai quiet. I don't know whether the weather involved in that as well, but you know, Cooler did a very good job there. You know, actually, not owning anyone in that Sharks man the game, I just switched off at half time. Yep. I think a few other people I did, did non owners. Uh, Dini, you, I assume, were glued to that game as a Talakai owner. I was. It was pretty awesome to watch, but he did go pretty quiet in the second half. Like, he ended up on 165, but. I think he had about 156 at halftime, so Cooler's done a pretty amazing job. Um, Lakey, I had to sort of giggle there before. I'm still holding Bullymore um, <laughs> in my team. Yeah. Um, I'm just sort of stuck with him at the moment, so um, yeah, well, it is what it is there. Good for you, I suppose. Uh, hopefully he doesn't <laughs> spud it up like he was before he was cut from the side. Um, a couple more. You know what, Lakey? He's gonna Lakey. He's gonna score two Some tries. Double, yeah, you know, sure we, we said. Remember the first round he played. The first round we said, you know what? We're talking him down. He's guaranteed to come out and score a try, and he did, and went to shit from there. But you know what? Great work on holding him, Danny, because I reckon 
lock him in. I'm going to bet on him any time try scorer this week. Thank you very much. Sorry, Lakey, over to you. No, you're right. A couple more are the interesting ones. We've got a few cheapies um, on the horizon at the moment. A couple of guys coming into their third games or fourth games that are still pretty cheap. You've got Simi Sasangi, who will replace uh, Dan Gagai. Corey Pate is on the bench for the Broncos, but he started there last week and came on and performed real well with a 77. Um, Joseph Suwali with the Roosters, he's coming into his third game. He's looking pretty strong. Uh, the other one, Christian Tuapalotu, is uh, he's not on the bubble. He's already played his three games, but um, he's still pretty cheap, I think, around 240 um, with a negative nine break even, and he's keeping his wing spot um, with Morgan Harper drops. So uh, he's a little bit more risky with um, Turbo coming back as early as round nine, I believe, but um, that would mean Ruben Garrett goes back out to the wing and then who gets dropped from there, we just don't know. Um there are a couple others on the on the borderline. Hazy Parham um, for the Eels. He's played two games now, one off the bench for 12 minutes where he scored 12 and did it last week for 61. So he's got a, a good spot there. But again, Sean Russell has been rumoured to be almost ready. So I don't know what that means for Parham's long-term chances or immediate future. Um, and Viliami Valea for the Warriors. He's coming in for his second game this week after their decimation on Monday night. So... There's a couple of um, guys that we're looking to downgrade to um, either this week or next week. It's just who do you want to jump on? Certainly needs to, as we talked about at the the start of the pod, and we'll go through in a bit more detail, but some of those cheapy guys, I mean, there's not a hell of a lot uh, doing by the looks. I think Suwali being one of them, but then there's just this sea of random cheapies that have popped up, but job security just looks a huge issue for so many of them. Um, Big news there, I guess, and and Supercoach relevant for a lot of people, but Josh Curran, that injury there, um, this is going to put you on the spot, but any news about Tohu Harris and his possible return date? Because, I mean, that's it's awfully close It is close. Um, The last I heard, Tohu was aiming for around 10-ish return. But um, I haven't seen anything recently to say how he's progressing or if that's closed or that's still the same timeline. Um, I saw that a week or two back. So um, I'd be thinking he's he's probably about that mark. And the way Jazz has come on and playing at lock now, um, he's got that spot as well this week. So he's held on to that. And he's playing pretty well there. It's, it's a role that really suits him. Um, so it might be, I don't know if it's the end of Curran, but it's certainly hurting him. And another name that I saw pop up on the extended reserves is Josh Schuster, uh, coming back from Manly after a pretty nasty injury. Um, Danny, is he a guy that you're factoring into any calculations? I mean, he's going to be, uh, you know, hopefully back in the next one or two weeks. But if he gets on the park in time for, uh, you know, those all-important bye weeks, is he a guy that you'd jump on? Oh, most definitely. The way he played last season, um, scored very well. I reckon Manly would benefit with him back in the side. So I'd like to see him for two weeks. I wouldn't pull a, pull a trigger earlier. I'd want to see him play two games first and then potentially put put him into your side, yeah. And that'll coincide with, you know, Tommy Turbo returning as well. Plays that round 13 bye week. Um, yeah, obviously not a – well, he's going to be pushing it to make it back this week, but uh, a guy I'm definitely keeping an eye on there. So, boys, anything else coming out of team lists? Uh, Danny, has any of that news uh, changed your plans, ruined them, bettered them? Any anything catch your eye? No, I won't be jumping on any more cheapies for the time being. I, I, I'm still hold, holding Sean Russell and uh, the the kid from Viala from the Warriors. So I'm glad Viala's sort of back this week. He gives me a little bit more of an option and depth cover. Um, 
and less um, DMPs. But uh, now nah, I'm still going to do the upgrade trade, put, bring in bring in a big gun this week, and and let that be it, and run run with that. Yep. Uh, that Vilea, he's uh, well. I saw Ed Cozzy for the Warriors scored four or five points four. in you know eighty odd minutes. It seems to be an absolute uh, bloodbath for poor old Warriors backline players. Four, there you go. So I mean, Vilea could be an eighty nightmare, but again, you know, he's almost bottom dollar, so uh, wouldn't hurt for for owners. I think that's that's big on uh, Sean Russell there because I actually was in a similar boat a while back. He killed it in that first round. Uh, what was it, almost 40 minutes he got through, barely. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty huge. And as Lakey mentioned, a guy that might possibly bump a guy like Perham out. So, I don't know, you've uh, managed to I – th- I think that's a pretty handy hold. I'm wondering how many other people would have done that so far. But uh, very good. Uh, Lakey, anything, final words from you? Or should we just jump straight into your Dylan Brown segment? Yeah, let's talk about dill bags, hey? Let's go into it. All right, let's start off with the trade-out targets for this week. You had one front of mind, and that is a guy coming up against the mighty Petahiku and the Cowboys this weekend up in Darwin. Uh, Dylan Brown shifted to the centres and looks to be, well, not permanent, but it's uh, in the team sheet this week. What does that do for you? It doesn't do a, a lot of good, I must admit. It's, it's a, It was a move that Arthur made um, on game day lists last weekend against the Knights. Um, so he brought his baby boy into the halves and pushed out Dylan Brown, who's been one of the form five eighths or form halves in the NRL this year. Didn't make a lot of sense, but I mean, it worked, I guess. They thumped us. Um, but I mean, I mean, JT, you could have been playing in the halves and you could have thumped us the way we're going at the moment. You know, Dill Bags still managed to score a try. He scored 77 points because of that. Um, but if he doesn't cross the line or he doesn't sort of get an attacking set here or there. I just don't see... I don't know whether it's worth holding on to him. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind uh, moving him on, but it depends who you're upgrading or downgrading him to. Who's uh, in the firing line? Well, it's... I'd love to be getting Cleary, obviously. They'd be the first one. Or a Nico a Hines, who I, I don't have either. I've got Sam Walker, um, who's got the dual flexibility as my starting halfback, so I can pull the pin on Brown and move him down and grab one of those top guys, which is I think is, you know, I think I have to do. If I can afford Cleary, he's got to be. You have to get him. Um, but he says, I'm a bit reluctant to trade out Dylan Brown considering what he's done for me this year and he's done so well, but I just don't. If he's going to stay around in the centres, I don't like it. Certainly didn't work with Dave Fafita. Uh, any other considerations from you, Dini? He's gone well, definitely. Like, if you if if there's a chance that you can upgrade to Cleary or upgrade upgrade to Hines, I would just pull the trigger and do what you need to do. Like, yes, he's got a good run. Oh, he's plays he plays the Cowboys. Yes, he could he could score against the Cows most definitely. Um, but then he plays Penrith, plays Roosters, plays Man- Manly. So he's got three tough games. Then doesn't play the bye. So. I, I just think you just if, if you if you bought him as a prospect as a player to get to eventually get to Cleary, then just pull the trigger. Depending yeah. on team list make up for that round eleven game against Manly though, he could be running up against Morgan Harper, which would be a virtual <laughs> I mean that's three hundred points right then and there. But no, as you said, Danny, fair point. He's got a pretty tough run. 
uh, 77 break even as break well. Even, so that's right, yeah. So I, I think I was 90%, 95% on making that move. I just wanted the, uh, to run it by you boys for the same sort of thing. As I said, in the um, halves, I, I'd be very reluctant. Um, I'm, I will be keeping an eye on the team list. There's a couple of boys in the extended bench. Um, young fella Solomon uh, Naduki, I think, who's supposedly a stud. Um, winger, so he could get a call up. And Tom Opachik is there as well. Uh, so that may alter what the team lists are doing, but I, I think I'm with you boys. I think I need to pull the pin on that. Cowboys might just give him a bath as they did to that other new center from the Titans last week. So there you go. Watch out. The boys are back. Um, all right, that's your team there. Let's get into some of the other options doing the rounds. And there's a lot of guys that have been in our sides maybe from day one that are now getting turfed. And I don't know whether it's the right time for some of them. Just having a look at the top tens here, we'll start with maybe some of the easier ones. Josh Curran, uh, I think safe to say uh, either of you boys, Lakey, to start with you, disagree with moving him on or time is right? I don't. I think the time is right. I'm 100% with what you said before. Curran could, you know, depending on the severity of that injury, he could be out a month. And, it, you know, if that's the case, you're sort of pushing towards the round 13 area where you're holding him for that bye week. And if Torhu comes back in that time and Curran's relegated to a bench role, then he's just not worth holding on to. So I say move him on now. Agreed. Danny, any other thoughts? No, he's a move on. He's got a high break even. He could be out for four weeks. Um, plus, like he's at, he's got the same injury that Turbo has. It just depends how severe it is. So, yeah, he's a great player, but you can't sort of keep that sort of coin on the bench. No, nah, not at all. And the poor guy gets banged up just about every um, bloody week. So he certainly uh, wears his heart on his sleeve. But uh, sad to see him go. I had high hopes for him this year, but just not a lot of luck. Uh, but anyhow, I think it's safe to say he's a reasonable trade out this week. Other one that I think is a pretty good shout is Chris Randall. Now, this is a, a little disappointing. I did play him last week in my 17, so I got 30-odd points and an early benching for him, but he was starting to come good. Mm. I thought with a bit more minutes under his belt, he was looking okay for you guys, all based, nothing else, but uh, not going to play round 13, so I think uh, based on where he sits at the moment, I'd be shifting him on. Uh, Lakey, thoughts on that, or is he just a guy who's, you know, he's 390-odd K, I think. Um, worth trading out, or are you just holding on for no, one last price rise? Definitely a trade out for me. Um, you can you can move him on to, as I said, a Jazz Tabunga. Um, uh, and I think the Warriors, as you said before, the Warriors play round 13, so Jazz Tabunga could be your hooker in that role, um, provided he stays in the lock role, which is a bit risky, but he seems to have locked it up at the moment. I'd be making that move in a hurry. Who's your hooking combination at the moment, Danny? Um, I have Harry Grant and I've got Chris Randall yeah. um, as backup. Um, I'm happy to keep him there for the time being. I'm. I don't know whether it's worthwhile having two two gun hookers or you know a mid mid size player as a reserve where you could spend that money elsewhere in, in your team. So I'm happy to let stay there. I had to. I played him on the weekend. Yeah, mm. I was a bit disappointed in his price, but. I'm uh, oh, sorry in the points, but he's got a low break even at 31. He's not going to make lose you any cash, really. So I'm not that overly concerned. Um, Lakey, do you know why he got less minutes? I think it was just because we were getting pumped and they got Sasangi on the bench. They they gave the young fella a bit of a run. Uh, that's the only thing I can put it down to. There's no use running him out there and possibly hurting the 
the young yeah, fella. Well, he's had a big workload over the last month or so. He's been playing 80 minutes per game, so it would have just been a, a chance for an early shower. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, for me in that, you know, I've, I've got a Ruben Cotter as well, um, so I like the, the ability to pair him with Jace Tavanga for that flexibility throughout the net. Um, or I could also, you know, move Cotter up into the the reserve area um, and, and grab any sort of second rower um, that, that tickles the fancy, really. So there's a bit of flexibility there if you've got those sorts of players. Um, but, yeah, no, say so I'm a Knights fan and I think it's time, time to move him. I don't disagree with what you're saying, though, um, Dean. He's not going to lose cash. So if you need to hold on to him for one more week, it, uh, there's worse options. Move on from Randall and go to another guy. I think they're the surefire tradeouts for this week for me, anyhow. Uh, but Brad Schneider, a guy that is high again on the tradeout target lists this week. Uh, a lot of guys going to TAF last week for a bit of a cash grab. But uh, Brad Schneider, tough outing last week against Penrith, scored about 30. But a guy I think that's got more to give and a guy that's going to suit you up for round 13. So, I mean, for me, I've you know, the the TAF ship has sailed. I thought he uh, had a pretty down game over the weekend, um, but, you know, so did Brad Schneider. But for me, I know I like the number there and it's, you know, saving a trade and using it elsewhere. Deeney, um, have you still got Schneider? Or have you ever owned him and what would you be doing with him uh, yeah, mate, as we move up to 13? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I have, I have had him since round one. Um, I debated uh, getting rid of him last week, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it considering he was, he was due for another price rise. So like many uh, super coach owners, I got rid of Teddy last week and I downgraded to Taff. Um, it was just more of a, a money play cash grab. Uh, has That didn't really work out that well, really, um, with the way Taff went. But um, I like Schneider. Um, I'm happy to, for the moment to keep him there till probably round 13. Um, mm. he, he looks... Like a super coach player, um, and yeah, he did have a tough game. Kickout was running running at him all, all afternoon, but on, like realistically, also Raiders, you know, they weren't you know great. They did have to do a lot of defending, I suppose. But um, he's he's been one of their shining lights, I think, in in a team that's been ordinary. Yeah, he's a North Queenslander too, so there you go. Another another plus for yeah, him. But so you can't you can't have it all, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna say something like he I mean he's got two tries for the year. Um, you know, we'd normally talk about that being an ordinary stat for for a half, but the base is good and he goal kicks. So obviously Raiders are in a tough stretch, but Warriors and Dogs in the next couple of weeks, surely he's due a good score. Yeah, 100%. Um, he was a guy I was looking to move on for Cleary, and um, I just couldn't make that work. But So I'm happy to hold him. Um, I'll definitely be holding him. He's got a couple of easier runs, and he plays round 13. We knew going into last week, we spoke about it on the podcast last week, Just that um, Schneider was a definite sit against the Panthers. You weren't going to play him. He was going to have a tough afternoon. And You know, just to put up 30 points in a complete drubbing, is was actually pretty impressive from the young fella. So I, I like his prospects. He's possibly even a play um, as a 16th, 17th guy for you this week, I think. Yeah, certainly is. Uh, I'm, I'm making that play as well. So looking forward to seeing how he goes. Uh, next on the list, Isaac Tago, and a guy that we flagged last week as being someone that may have potentially peaked despite having a lot of upside to his game. Uh, what are your thoughts, Lakey? I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on a Tago trade at? Is now the time or are we just hanging on till round 13? I think we just hang on. Um, 
you know, the, the problem with Targo and the, um, to Tail and May to a lesser extent is we've been used to seeing them score 80 or 90 points consistently. Mm. And when they don't do it, you go, well, they're done. They're, the run is over. But he, he had a down game. He didn't have any attacking stats and he still had a 39. So it was far um, worse center wings um, available to us. And we know the attacking stats are going to be there with the Panthers. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, down a couple of weeks uh, in a row here. But I think, as you said, like, yeah, in such a juggernaut of a side and playing round 13, I mean, he's got a fair few trade-outs this week. If you have a look at his uh, um, trade-out, 608 have gone Joseph Suwali for Isaac Tago. So surprisingly high amount. I uh, didn't think I'd see that that many. But uh, what are your thoughts, Danny? Are you uh, on the same side as us here? Or do you reckon there's value to be gained in a trade-out, given we have so many of them this season? No, I agree with the both of you lads. Um, he's just a hold for the time being. Um, you know, like he touched on it before, you know, you didn't have many attacking stats. They all went Crichton's way. They went, they went, um, yeah, they went the other way, which they hadn't really been doing. Um, so, yeah, he plays 13. Um, he's made good money for us. He can probably still do that. Um, and he will get attacking stats. He's just sit and hold and, let the Penrith juggernaut keep going on. One uh, one surefire trade that I did miss was Bo Firmer. So thankfully, one thing I have done right recently was get rid of him last week or the week before, whenever it was. Uh, he's not set the world on fire at all. Uh, give you three seconds. If you don't say anything, I'll assume you agree. No. I've, I've said this last week. I think the base that he has, uh, 50 base last week and just a complete and utter failure of a game for the Titans... I've got bigger problems to worry about than than that. Really? 67 break-even? He's made yep. 100K. I mean, how much more does he have to give? He's done yeah, nothing but tackle for the last yeah, three well, weeks. That's it. He's not a world beater by any means, and if he gets an attacking stat, brilliant, but you're not banking on that. Um, I just, yeah, I think he's as 49 last week with nothing outside of base and power. I'm, I'm happy enough. Not happy, but happy enough. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think there's there's definitely a cash grab to be had there. Uh, what are your thoughts, Danny? Anything to the differer? Oh, I'm glad I didn't buy him. I was ready to pull the trigger on him when he was a very late withdrawal game night with COVID, and um, I didn't purchase him. I just was like, no, nah, I'm not even going to go there. And I, I ended up pulling the Marshall Stroke and buying Talakai. So it was... Genius. Genius. But, what um, a doofus move. <laughs> Bet you're regretting that one. He's not even a centre wing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, I, yeah, he, he bases okay with Firma. Um, he just doesn't have the high upside that, you know, other players, i.e. Talakai, have or other second rowers. And... Oh, the Titans just are awful right now. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to be owning any t- Titans players. I don't know if, if, if Jaden Campbell comes back, what he does to that side or what AJ Brimson at fullback will do this week. But, geez, something needs to click. And it's not just give the ball to Fafita as much as it would be nice, but they need to just start spreading it around because nothing's going right for them at all. Um, quick one just on uh, a guy here that... Um, Alex got some stick for by some clown on the site last week. Uh, I think you got your own 
as well. Dean, in your captain's article from a different bloke, but uh, Alex had him as a hold. I think we both said the same thing on the podcast last week. Lakey, he comes out, he plays 70 minutes for the Storm and scores nearly 60. So well done to you, Alex, for uh, putting that that one in your whole category. You won out there. Langer's legends, you absolute clown. Uh, yeah, 83 thumbs down on the article there. So <laughs> great call on Josh King. But if we do uh, look, has that changed? Has anything changed since last week? I still think he's a hold and a safe play. Week to week, Danny. Yeah, I toyed with the idea of uh, getting rid rid of him, but um, I'm probably I'll go again. I'm going against Alex's uh, story this week, and I I'm going to cut him and upgrade him to Isaiah Papa early because I've got the money to do so. So I'm just going to run the Hass and Papa early forward front row and sit and forget now. Mate, you're two, three weeks ahead of me that uh, I'm nowhere near ready to get that. That's why I'm keeping Joshy King. Uh, Lakey, what are you doing? Uh, I've already flicked him, to be honest with you. I made the move. Uh, are you Langer's of... Legends? Yeah, that was me. I was, I was I... giving myself a bath on the site. Um, no, <laughs> I I decided I, I wanted um, a, another guy for round 13. And I wanted a more surefire thing, so I made him um, Tom Alolo. Yeah, I've already cut him. Um, I decided I was going to uh, play the safe option. He had a couple down weeks, and I wanted someone who was going to play around 13 and a bit of a safe option, so I made him Jason Tomalolo. Very handy. Love that. Uh, new front rower, Jason Tomalolo as well, newly minted. Um, a few good options falling in the laps there for that round 13 week. Um, just going to check. Lolo definitely plays it. Um, as well, Papali doesn't, but uh, Tavita Pangai will play around 13 as well. So, a lot of guys that you can shuffle around with that dual flexibility. So, I don't know, front row is not looking as dire as it has the last few years. Um, all right, Josh King, a couple of differing views there. Uh, final one I've got on my list is you and Aitken. So, uh, a safe enough bet in your center wing, although I guess you could say the same about Bo Firma, but I think there's a little bit more to like about you and Aitken. Um, has done a pretty steady job of things, but I do see some people again trying to cash in. Uh, Lakey, what are your thoughts on that one? I think he's a hold. Um, he was one of the guys I was looking at last week at moving on, but um, he's definite in the team. I wouldn't talk anybody out of trading him out, but I just, I'm going to hold for the round 13 and then move him on after that. Yeah, I mean, so far he's got a low score of 44, which uh, was last week's, well, I mean, who's going to score against it? I think. Melbourne had some ridiculous possession stat by the end of that game. So I think you can just basically write that game off for any warrior that you had. But um, I think, yeah, safe enough play. Um, Dini, any other thoughts to the different? Um, are you an Aiken fan slash owner? Yeah, I'm an owner and a fan. Um, I like his work rate. You know, he might have been a bit down on the weekend against the Storm, but I think most of their players were, to be honest. Mm. Um, I'm happy to hold. He's a He's a base man, so um, I'm not really concerned on the price drop that he, you know, he's got a break even of 87 this week. Um, as Lakey said, yeah, he plays 13, and just if you really want to get him out of your side, then play, make it after that time. No problem at all. Uh, I might just give a quick shout out to my own trade outs this week. Chris Rounder, you go on. Josh Curran, you go on. And Jerome Luai, you go on. I don't even need to explain why Jerome Luai is out there. Uh, boys, anyone else that we've not spoken about that you're looking to move on? Lakey? Uh, no, we spoke about Dylan Brown a bit earlier, but um, and Josh Curran. So those are my two big uh, the guys in my crosshairs at the moment. Danny? Uh Josh King for me, he's gone. Yep. 
All right, there we go. Gone through. Uh, look forward to Josh King scoring two times. That'll serve you right. Friggin' Cleary, <laughs> Talakai owner. With that, let's take a quick break and let's get back into the trade-in targets for this round before we go through some cheapies, buy planning, and the captaincy trades for this week. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jeez, even that guitar sounds sound sad. The smooth jazz sounds. Yeah, we're here. To, we're not talking Supercoach anymore. Let's talk about the jazz fusion era. Uh, all right, let's get into the trade-ins for this week. And there's a couple of guys very high on the list. I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about them because I think, as we've said uh, time and again on this podcast, if you have the cash and can facilitate it, just make it happen. Uh, we're talking about breaking sides for, for these guys over the last few weeks, but... I think breaking sides is the way to go. Uh, Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Papali, and CSC Fatalakai. Um, Dini, any, I mean, are they just, you have to get them into your side at some point. If it's this week, great. If not, you know, there's, I mean, a guy like Talakai, maybe I'll, maybe I'll ask you that one. If you don't get Talakai this week, are you just basically saying you don't want him and there's no point getting him? Yeah, pretty much. Um, 700 is still pretty cheap for a guy, you know. Who has a minus what break even of sixty or fifty? Um, fifty one. So, like, plays the Broncos. Yep, yeah, probably could do damage to Stags this week um, and the whole team. No one can really stop him. Um, he's going to get DP soon. Um, he 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 honestly looks like a a keeper. I initially was only going to buy him for a cash grab. But some cash grab, yeah, some cash grab. But uh, yeah, trade him out now. You've made three hundred k, three hundred eighty six k to be. But you know, um, you've got you've got to have have him. In, I think you've got to have him in your side. I, I'd, I'd be interested to know of the top top teams in Supercoach. Do they have him, or and do they own Cleary? Like, I, I'd be interested to know that. I don't. Um, but I. Or I'll go on a, out on the ledge and say if they don't uh, have them, they won't be the top, top teams yeah. for too much longer. The way Cleary and Talakai are playing um, and Papali'i to a lesser extent, um, it's just they're going to leave. Uh, if you don't have them, you're going to be just you know watching the teams that do get further and further mm. in front. Actually, shout out. I uh, forgot to mention at the top of the pod here, but there's a regular on the site, the Pretenders on their old Supercoach Talk site, who's actually coming first overall, and he's held the position for a couple of weeks. So, Grant, the Pretenders, keep it up, buddy. Uh, I don't know if you want to come on the podcast because we seem to <laughs> ruin <insane>. everyone. <laughs> get in. T- 
touch, but you maybe double think that JT has a way of ruining the season. He bucked that trend when he finished 25th last year. So I don't know. Maybe we're on the up. Maybe it's the regular hosts that are on the the downside. But uh, well done to you, Grant. Uh, He has Cleary captained him last week, and he has Talakai. Doesn't have Papali'i, so there you go. Might be on his trading target list this week. He does. There you go. Uh, A few other guys. Like I'm looking at, I mean, that's the side. He's still got Xavier Coates. There you go. Smarter man than I. But uh, nonetheless, well done to you. And Nico Hines and Pappy. No Teddy. That'll help as well. Um, Actually, didn't mention Teddy. Uh, Let's just cut back 10 minutes. Tedesco. So, geez, I've I've held on to him for a painful few weeks. Captained him last week. That went dreadfully. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, Lakey, Teddy, owner or not? Not anymore. I cut and run. He just wasn't doing it for me this week. And I know he, he scored a 76 this week against the Dragons and, you know, in a game that they lost. But if you're watching that game, I think it was six minutes into the game. He had hands on head. He looked gassed. So I don't know if there's something else at play there, but he's just not the same guy that we saw in 2020, um, 2021 seasons um, at points. So I'm, I was happy not to leave. Not one him. single score above 88 so far this season. And that 88 was when he mm. carved the Cowboys up. So, yeah, I think he's played okay from an NRL sense. 11 tackle busts last week. So, I thought, you know, he was still running relatively well. But um, just looking at his hit-up stats, they're down on last year. Roosters aren't putting the points on that they once were. So, geez, we always say never trade this guy out because he always comes back to bite you in the, new, in the you-know-what. But, geez, um, if he cannot get the job done against the dogs here, Break even of 66, so it's not going to hurt too much keeping him just one more week. Uh, but, yeah, it's hard to see where these points come from. Deeney, uh, you probably don't own him because you're doing much better than us or me. But um, him against the Dogs this week, maybe go out on a limb. What do you think he'll score? Um, I've been I've been talking him up in my captain's articles um, of some weeks, and, yeah, he's been very disappointing. Um, against the Dogs... He, he might, he'll post his high score. He'll go for a 95, let's say a 95 this week. Love that. All right, I'm going to captain him and then blame you when he goes terribly once more. Um, just clear your freaking break even, Teddy. I don't care. Just don't lose any more cash. Um, all right, fair to say there's a lot of cash to be made with the trade, trade out of Teddy, uh, but it probably should have been done a few weeks ago, you idiot, JT. Um, back into the trade-ins. Um, maybe a highlight to you guys, a, a spoiler for the trade talk at the end, but... Cody Walker, I'm going him this week. 460K, he's bottomed out. He's back on the rise. Bunnies are going to go well. Um, doesn't play around 13, which is a bit disappointing. But uh, I think, I don't know, the time has to be now for Cody Walker or never. I think if he cannot turn it around from here, the Bunnies are cast and so is he. So one final throw of the dice. Lakey, is it going to fail on me? It is. Okay. I'm not sold on um, Cody or the Bunnies this year. We keep talking about how they've got an easy run over the next couple of weeks leading into the buy period and origin period, but really it's only an easy run if they're one of the top teams, and they look far from that at the moment. They you know, lost to the Tigers uh, last week, and they're just beating teams. They, they blew off the park last year. Um, whether the Reynolds factor is really affecting them as much as um, media is blowing it up to be, but they're just not the same team, and I just I, I don't rate him the way he's playing. As we, we spoke about this a little bit earlier, he, he scored his season high, I believe it was, um, a 77. 
Um, but he was on over 60 at half time, thanks to a try and one or two assists to Alec Johnson, I think. Um, he just did nothing in the second half. So I think that's more of what you could probably expect from him. Yeah, all I'm hearing is 1.5 points per minute in one half. I mean, that sold me. All I wanted to hear, like, he was a bit of encouragement. I'm 40,000. <laughs> You're, <Surely. laughs> You're welcome. Cody Walker is, Cody Walker is my C for Talakai. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Danny, I'm assuming you're going to be in the same sort of boat there. Would you be going anywhere near uh, Cody Walker if you weren't just trying to hope for a miracle? Uh, no, not necessarily, mate. Like, you got to take risks in Supercoach and um... – his value, like he's dropped to nearly two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Like he, he's he's a gun player. I agree with Lakey. Yes, Souths aren't they? Don't look great. They look clunky. They look clunky at the Roosters, struggling against teams. But he gave me signs of life last week that he could be sort of getting back to some of his, you know, form that he, you know, he was in last year and. Um, yeah, he'll, I, I think he'll go better than 66 this week. And it's maybe coincided with there's all the talk been about uh, Adam Reynolds, his departure from the Bunnies has cost Cody Walker and he looked a bit lost in that early uh, early few rounds, as did Lachlan Ilias. But the more that Ilias has sort of warmed to the task, the more that Cody Walker can sort of sit back and um, do what he does best and that's just chime in with his running game rather than have to feel like he's got to run the show. So I think the more games under Ilias' belt he can get, the better Cody Walker will be. So I don't know. I think now is the right time. You know, he could prove me completely wrong. He probably will only score, you know, 20s for the next two months and I will not get rid of him for anything less than or more than 250K. But nonetheless, it's this time of year where I'm just going to start hoping that I uh, find a diamond in the rough. Uh, Next on the trading targets, there's a lot of cheapies and maybe we'll just uh, meld the segment into one here. But uh, a lot of cheapies on the bubble here, or at least guys that uh, look like reasonable candidates. Might start with the the number one, and that's Joseph Suwali. So last week, put a try assist on to Joey Manu. Um, again, a bit quiet out there, but good to see him back. Firstly, Lakey's, he got his spot back down for good. Um, Momorowski and Billy Smith are there nowhere to be seen, seemingly. But Suwali, is he locked and loaded? Yeah, I believe so. There was a quote from um, Coach Robinson. Uh, on the weekend, saying he wants to persist with Joseph Sawali on the right wing until he gets some more minutes in the legs and under the belt. So what that means, I'm not quite sure, but it sounds like he's going to run him on the wing for the um, time being. And, you know, that was the preferred attacking side for the Roosters last year um, and the Brett Morris years. But, you know, they still go that way. Kevin Aguama had a few good games there early on in the year. So I think it's only a matter of time. I put in my article this week, Suwali's going to score a try this weekend. So he's uh, got a break-even of three and he's going to smash it. Get him in. Danny, what are you predicting him? I keep throwing you for these predictions, but uh, Dogs, he comes up against this week. So you've got Teddy in for a 90. What do you reckon Suwali's going to score? Yeah, well, if he does his output like he did in the second half against the, dra- uh, against the Dragons, yeah, he'll go above 50, 56. Um I have no issues people bringing him into your squad. I, I'm just not going to do it um, this time around. I did it last year. Uh, he was a bit. Of, he was a really probably a waste of a trade. Um, but he he on the eye test on the Sunday in the second half, he was very good. So um, do it. Bring him in. Round thirteen player as well. Don't uh, that. 
mm-hmm. go against you. Although we've seen historically center wings can just pop out, pop, pop out, pop out as well. Fifteen point games in the All Important yeah. Five wins. I think back David Fusatua it was a few years ago for me. Uh, absolutely <laughs> debacle when he played there, but uh, just. Absolutely later, Certainly did. But no, I think time is right for, for Joseph Suwali. I don't think his, his price will skyrocket, but, you know, you need to make cash. I think he's a very obvious one. Some guys here uh, I don't think are, are worth it, but I'm seeing people trade him in. Uh, Tamari Martin for the Broncos, he's only going to play his second game this week. He looked pretty good out there, didn't translate into super coach points, but I think really just good to see him back. Is he a guy like you'd be toying with or, um, you know, just, just nice to see him back but not for Supercoach? 100% the latter. I was so excited to watch him play. I'm not a Broncos fan. We all know that. But just the the things that this man has gone through, the bleed on the brain and the retirement and then come back and play in the top grade again, it was fantastic to see. And he looked good doing it. But... For super coach, he's fullback slash five eight eligibility um, or halfback. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but we've got far better options there. I don't think you can grab him. No, not at all. Need to see. Uh, you got a second week anyway to look after him and to see what he he does second game back. Another Bronco that had a, a pretty high trade in number so far this afternoon is Corey Pates. Um, played pretty well last week, but. On the bench, if I'm not mistaken, this week uh, up against the Sharks. Got a negative 20 break even, which is luring a few people in. But long term, is he worth the play, Deany? Uh, possibly, yeah. I guess it all depends what you, how your side's shaped up as and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like just thinking about now, he could be a – you could bring him into your side for a Randall, like downgrade mm. Randall to him and, um, you know, there's probably worse <laughs> – Worse options, you know, he actually has some appeal, even just talking about it loudly right now about it. But he looked good. Um, I was pretty surprised. Um, he was one of their best players. Um, so, got over, for a, got over for a try, which which definitely helped. And that'll, you know, kickstart his price rise for at least a couple of weeks. But then you look at his, some of his, his other scores, 13 and 20 and I think both of those games are coming off the bench, albeit against the, the Chooks and Panthers. But, I mean, for me, that just screams 80 nightmare. If you're trading him in, surely he's got to go back out in two, three weeks. Yeah, true. Yeah. The way you talk about it, then, yeah, just stay clear. <laughs> you know what? The way I talk about it, he'll probably score 100. So, don't even, <laughs> yep. Don't even worry about it. I'm grab him. Um, but, no, I think, I think better options, although, you know, if you're desperate for a cash grab and Chris Randall's uh, a target you have in mind, not the worst, but yeah, have a have a uh, another trade out target in mind as you do with that one. Uh, Jacob Caraz, he's still got like six hundred trade ins inexplicably, but Lakey, you're the teamless Tuesday guru. He's not playing this week, is he? No, he's not. He uh, only played last week because the dogs got an exemption to play him and Billy Siracus, um because of the COVID outs. So he, he's not eligible to play at the moment i don't think he came from the outside of the, the mm. what was it the 24 1.6k or whatever trading. it was yeah so it, it's until he's back in the side and he looked likely i said to someone on the on twitter that he looks like he belongs in the top grade he he made the broncos look silly at times with some of the runs that he made and he and he was eager to put his hand on the ball and and 
ruck it up when the, they needed a tough run. So I'll be uh, keeping a close eye on the young fella, but he is only young. He's got a long way to go um, in his career, so they might just be biding time to bring him back up. Bottom dollar, cheapy candidate here, Isaiah Tass. He's going to play his second game starting in the centres this week. He had a uh, he came off the bench for a try against the Dogs in round six. He's only game so far this year. Scored a 42, so backs up for his second game. But again, a, a very short-term play. Another guy, Danny, I guess you'd just be waiting and seeing. I see a lot of people trading him in, though, so I'm a bit surprised to see that. But I envisioned him as a... Um, stopgap solution so i'd be steering clear would you yeah i'm happy to stay clear um uh, yeah he's potentially an a nightmare as well and you know how many games is he really going to play like he's going to be in and out of the side each week don't really want that in that nightmare in my team um each week so i'm happy to not even entertain the fact of bringing him in yeah, anyone that can go to the bench at, at any point, um, even like a cooler, we think about that, how poor um, some of those bench scores have been. Similarly for, for Tass, if he's going to fill in on the bench every now and again, the Bunnies do like playing that utility player. It could just mean 80 nightmare material. And yeah, we already got to start thinking about that. Not around 13 player, but the bottom dollar is luring people in. Um, I think that was it on my list. Um, in terms of cheapies, anyhow, uh, any others... Caught your eye, boys, in cheapy land, Lakey? No, no one that I'll be clamoring to get in. There is a couple of others in Tui Pilotu and Hazy Perham who we sort of spoke about earlier that have a lot of um, selection risks about them. And the same with Simi Sasangi um, for the Knights. He's in there for about a month while Gagai's injured, um, providing someone else doesn't come back and take his spot. So, you know... There's there's a few guys around, but very risky options. So I, they're not at the top of my uh, hit list. I actually don't hate the Tui Pilotu, uh play, not only because I went him last week, didn't play him, obviously, he scored 60. But um, even if he does bump out of the side over the coming weeks with Turbo back, he'll, he should be there um, in that all-important bye week because Turbo will play Origin, you'd imagine, somewhere. And uh, he'll get that all-important bye week game. So for me, I liked what I saw of him uh, last week. I don't think he's you know, a permanent fixture there at all, but I think a relatively handy cash grab that hasn't gone anywhere. So, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, by all means, go ahead. Um, and Hayes Perham, as you mentioned, like I did like what I saw from him there, but, again, just Sean Russell, the flight risk, uh, it, it's too high for me. Uh, Deanie, any other cheapies? Um, no, oh, I guess just for my you know, interest. I'm happy to see how Villamy Vallejo goes for the Warriors as I've been holding him since round one. So um, it's good that he's getting a start again. Uh, people are, I don't know if people are entertaining the fact, you know, he, this kid had huge raps on him, this, that Xavier Savage from the Ra- Raiders, but he's oh, done yeah. absolutely, he's done nothing. So uh, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I never followed that, you know, Does that he, train of thought of people bringing him into the side because He's been ordinary. Yeah, I did talk about him a little bit in my article earlier and say that's on the site now if you want to go have a look at it. But the the thing with Savage is he's he's playing in a really bad attacking side. Um, he's a fullback eligible only option in Supercoach, but playing on the wing um, while Rappina is there. He's not an option now, um, huge break even in the 70s or something like that. So he's going to drop some cash over the next couple of weeks with the way they were playing. But... If, and it's a big if, if he hits a center wing 
eligibility in round 12 from playing a couple games there. Is he a worthwhile grab then for playing in round 13? Yeah, mm. right. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, good. yeah. I wouldn't be getting him now, but nah. there's someone, something to keep on the radar. Radar, yeah, sure. He's got a lot of love in the, the Raiders fan base as well, so they obviously see something in him, whether he gets um, just a few games under the belt, as you said, um, in time for round 13. Great player. Actually, Jordan Ruppin was a guy I was keeping an eye on as well for the Raiders. I do like him for that round 13 week. Um, just back on, on round eight, guys, and there's no other cheapies that I think to go through, but one guy here, we talked about Tony Staggs being one of those guys people have to bite the bullet on and bring him back in because he was just looking the goods before he rolled out a 30 hilariously or... 40, whatever it was, against the Dogs. But same position this week, Xavier Coates. So I traded him out, as a lot of people did recently. But 123 points. I mean, are we talking him in the same vein as Katoni Staggs in that you must get him back in? Or are we just resigned to the fact that Xavier Coates is going to put 100 on and then put three scores of 20 on for the rest of the year and don't bother going back to him? Uh, Lakey, what are your thoughts on the big Coates man? Yeah, I I think if you've already cut your losses, just ignore it or try and put it to the back of your mind and move on. We know he's going to put up a big game every now and then on the end of the Storm um, back line. So if you still have him, ride out the 123 and sell him high um, because we know he's going to predominantly put up duds when he's not getting the attacking stats. No, I agree. It's uh, going to be a very tough watch. But I think you know my theory or plan for the rest of the year is any guy I've traded out like that or anyone I just want to death ride, just chuck them on any time try score and make a fortune. So there you go. Be happy enough with that. Um, Deanie, any thoughts to the contrary? Oh, he's such a rocks and diamonds sort of player, isn't he? Um, you know, no base stats, just all attacking and, yeah, you can go hit and miss. And he's a bit like Stags. Great one week, shit house the next. And, um, yeah, it just uh, – they come with that risk, those type of players. So, um yeah, I wouldn't be putting him back in your side. If you traded him out last week, just forget about it. As Lakey said, put it back in your mind and move on. You can't worry about it. It just goes to show, I was reading the uh, NRL fantasy teams analysis that drops at 4 o'clock on the dot. Lakey, you got a lot of work to do to catch up to them. Um, but they were talking about Xavier Coates putting on like three scores, I think above 60 throughout his career, one of them being last week. So it just goes to show the difference in scoring between Fantasy and Supercoach, I think they're very base-heavy, which, as you said, Deanie, Coates just is not. So uh, there you go, third, just his third 60-plus score of his career. Um, he falls over the line in Supercoach and scores a billion points. So there you go. Maybe we do need to round down. Maybe that's uh, an idea for uh, Maddie's unpopular opinion of the week. Round our scoring down. It's too high at the moment. Um, any final trading uh, thoughts from you guys? Anyone else that we haven't spoken on? Deanie, any final thoughts on trade-ins for this week? Uh, no, it's probably just if you don't have the main guns like Cleary, Talakai, um, you've probably got to, you know, if you didn't move heaven and earth last week in your side, you've got to probably do it this week or else you're not going to do it. So, um, it's- yeah, it's... Um, and that you know, if you, yeah, I think you just have to. You just got to get them in your sight. Um, just do whatever you have to do. The top teams keep getting further and further away. It's a tough watch not owning these guys. Lakey, any final thoughts? Uh, my only thoughts are keep an eye on your um, round thirteen guys. You don't want to be cutting out 
guys that are going to make you, uh, you know, a good score in round 13. So you've got to start thinking about that very seriously. We're only a month and a half away from the, the origin period sort of thing. So uh, now's the time to start making the moves towards that. Alrighty, let's get into the last couple of segments on the pod. Buy team reminders and our captaincies for this week. Um, buy team reminders, it's always good. We, we have talked about them a lot on this pod as we have the last couple of weeks as well. But as, as you said, Lakey, it's really coming up in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Titans and Cowboys play Panthers v. Dogs, Manly v. Warriors, Raiders v. Roosters. Dogs is an interesting one. They're going to come up against Penrith at uh, you know basically their most depleted throughout the season. So, you know, a guy like TPJ could throw 7,000 offloads. I've highlighted a couple of names here. Uh, I'll read them off to you guys, and then I want to know your thoughts on whether you think these are, you know, worth it, guys, or whether we're just, you know, scrambling to find numbers. For Panthers, uh, Appy Coruscant. Uh, You know, hilariously, someone traded out Nathan Cleary for Appy last week, so that guy will be hoping that he performs pretty well here. But we're talking about some hooking options there, and, and guys, we could trade out. Chris Randall too. Lakey, is Appy just done and dusted for Supercoach or is there still something to give there? I don't think I could go there this year. Sonny Luke came on um, last week. He got his debut game. He's a, a, I think he's a bit of an experienced uh, debutant. He was 26 or something, but he played really well. Um, had stole 26 minutes off Appy. And if that's going to be the case, Sonny's there again this week. So if that's going to be the case going forward, Appy's almost done. You're a cowboy, Mandini. We're playing the Titans again. We'll probably flog them again. Uh, but anyone in the Cowboys that you're targeting for the buyers, I think there's an obvious one. Yeah, the obvious one would be Lolo. Um, I don't have him. Um, he's got the DP flexibility now, so his minutes are increasing. Everyone can see that. <laughs> Bloody surprise he didn't get HIA'd on the weekend. Um, yep. Pretty certain he was seeing stars. Don't know how the um, bunker didn't see that, but anyway, um, good for good for Lolo owners. He stayed on the field for an extra fifteen minutes, but uh, yeah, he's probably someone to look into. I don't have any Cowboys players, so it's probably something I may have to tweak in the coming weeks. I've got Ruben Cotter as does Lakey. I was a week or so behind him, and I think I ruined him. But <laughs> I think he's a he's a decent shout. Anyway, I'm doing the same move as you, flicking him up to to the hooking spot this week, Lakey. So I mean, I haven't disliked what I've seen so far, but I just don't think it's translated into scoring uh, just yet. But I'm hoping for his case it turns around. A guy that I think might just firm into content a bit more contention now uh, with the Tom Gilbert departure news is Helam Lukey. So they've been trading starting spots basically all season. Uh, last week, it was the shuffle around to move Lukey back to the bench and Gilbert on. But I think with Gilbert moving to the Dolphins, it might just give the coach more reason to play a guy like Heal and Lukey more regularly in bigger and starting minutes. So if that's the case, uh, I'd be jumping on board the Lukey train. But just this benching rubbish absolutely drives me to no tears to no end. But Lakey, it must be even worse for you being the late male guy there. Yeah, it's a bit confusing. I've got to have two or three drafts saved to try and catch all the changes. Say, Cotter seems to be named on the bench each week and then promoted to the starting lock spot where Lolo goes prop and Cohen Hess goes back to the bench. And the last couple of weeks, say, Lukey and Gilbert have traded places back and forth, as you mentioned. So it's it's confusing. Um, Todd Payton's just playing silly buggers, obviously, but uh, whatever's 
he's doing. Lukey's played well in both games as the starter and off the bench. Um, scored tries in both weeks. And I, I agree with you. With Gilbert going to the Dolphins next year, I think Lukey's uh, in line for a bit of a, um, increased responsibility. So there you go. Uh, a lot of Cowboys, uh, more than we've probably spoken about for a while there, particularly no Michael Morgan this year. How sad. Uh, but there you go. I reckon they're a decent target. Um, Titans... I was trying to think of players that, you know, Dave Fafita plays Origin. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know if there's anyone I would be bothering with. Um, Danny, I mean, is there anyone from the Titans that you'd even look at as a target for round 13? Short answer, no. Not at the yep. moment. <laughs> That's all we need. We do, we need short <laughs> answers occasionally to keep this thing rolling. Lakey, any love for the Titans? No, well, I mean, I'm still carrying both firmer, but I wouldn't be grabbing him um, for that round. That. AJ Brimson's been named at fullback this week. Um, I think it's probably a little bit of shenanigans as well. And, you know, Jaden Campbell's there on the extended, so he probably comes in and Brimson goes back to the halves. But Brimson at fullback is interesting, but I don't think he holds on to it. So that would be the only one I'd look at. Like, uh, like yep. guys, what's what's your take with the Titans, Holbrook and, and the Fafita thing? Like I, I talked about it a little bit in the captain's article, you miss him or... But he's I, – I don't understand it. Like, he he should be a damaging second rower on there just causing havoc, and he just doesn't see any ball. And when he does, he just causes carnage. I, I, something's definitely wrong there at the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, they, they pay big money to get him there, obviously, but I just don't think they know how to use him at the moment. The, the two games where he scored over 100, you know, back-to-back weeks – he, he made his runs um, off a wayward pass and off a dummy half run. So he basically did it off his own bat. I think the problem is his service from the halves more so than anything. He's either running um, decoy lines or they're throwing him the ball with two or three defenders already on top of him and not giving him the space to move and create um, and, and be the damaging beast that he is. So... I don't think it's, uh, you know, it's easy to hang shit on for feeder, but I think it's more of a halves issue. Yeah, I'd actually love to see this guy. I did write it in the article today. Just love to see him named at 13 or something and just literally roam around the park, Tyrone Peachy style, and, you know, pick the ball up from dummy half, latch on to random passes. He's already playing in the centres. Chuck him at fullback. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) For feeder to fullback, Holbrook, you heard it here first. Uh, We'll see you in the grand final. Um, all right, so not much love for the Titans there. Manly and Warriors could be a you know fifty to forty-two kind of game there. Um, one guy I penciled in, I did talk about him last week, but Ruben Garrick, very expensive player, and, and you know he'll play fullback in this game. So if you can randomly afford him for one week, it might be worth a shout. But Ola Kawatu, um, tough first half last week, bounced back in a big way, and I think he's proven himself uh, week in week out. Um, Dina, you moved him on. From memory, but would you be bringing him back in? Um, yeah, potentially. Like, I, I really like he, the way he plays. Um, damaging hole runner. Uh, he's sort of like Tupanua from the Roosters. Um, they just run holes. And he he's probably been their best player amongst, you know, DCE. So um, it's not the worst thing to do. I won't – I just have a thing. I, I try not to bring back players – once I've cut them, so um, mm. but that I probably will 
go against my rule there and bring Turbo back when he's when he's back. But that'll probably be after round 13. No, I like that. Wouldn't it be good if Turbo somehow didn't make Origin and it just comes and carves up the friggin' Warriors for 300 points in, in one outing? Could be an absolute bloodbath. Um, but no, I think Olaquado, 79 points is quite a sin bin and nothing going right for the, the Manly side last week. Unreal. I think he's a definite watch. 31 break even this week. Um, well, he won't play, but for next week anyhow. So... A guy that I think, and you look, you try to look at by players who you can realistically carry for a reasonable length of time. May not be season long keepers, but just enough to hold on till round seventeen if you must trade them out. And I think Olakawatu, based on his scores, may not quite be at that keeper level just yet. If he strings a few more games together, though, I can see people finishing the year with him. Uh, Lakey, anyone else? Manly and Warriors. Uh, Josh Schuster. Is one for the Manly, and I think we need to keep an yep. eye on it. We spoke about him a bit earlier. I know plenty of uh, – and I'm not keen on him, but I'll throw the name out because I've seen him bandied about a little bit, is Jason Saab. He's dropping cash in a hurry, um, so he's almost a downgrade at this stage. But his value really is tied to the turbo, so um, he's not of interest to me. Um, for the Warriors, we've got AFB um, in, at the, in the prop, in the front row. Um, but I like Jazz as well. As long as he's holding on to that lock position, I'm really a fan of Jazz. Yeah, could be a, a decent shout there. And I think Torhu Harris as well. We spoke a little bit about him, 601K when he does eventually make it back on the park. But we saw his output last season. It was incredible. Uh, and I think if he is playing through that middle, he may not get the 80 minutes from a huge stint uh, from his early return, I should say. But um, definitely a guy. He won't play Origin, obviously. He's a Kiwi. But uh, could be one of those, I don't know, handy second row forwards to carry through. If he does, fire. Um, final game of the bye week is the Raiders coming up against the Roosters. So Raiders unlikely to be too hit by the origin bug, but the Roosters may have a few out. So Raiders, are they priming for this one here? And is this a time to target anyone in their brigade? I've marked down Jordan Rapana. Is there anyone else that you guys would be looking at for that 13-week, Danny? Probably not from the Raiders, I mean, from your boy Savage that you, you trashed <laughs> a minute ago. <laughs> nah, I won't bring him in. Nah. Oh, um, but from the Roosters, this will be very interesting whether he'll get named for Origin is Crichton. Um, hmm. He's on my radar. Um, if he doesn't get selected for Origin, I'll, I'll probably bring him into my side at some point because he's too good of a player, um, and especially at the price point, um, to let go. So... That's what I'll pop, that's what I'll be looking at in the next few weeks. Two games above sixty all year. It's an incredibly poor start to his season. Chopped and changed bench and starting. So looks to have won that back from that butcher. I don't mind that. Um, I can't remember if he played Origin last year or not. But geez, it'd be, he's he's for me fallen back in the pecking order. Um, but no, I don't mind that. I mean, I'm picking Cody Walker up on on hopefully his uh, his bottom. So a guy like Angus Crichton, seventy four break even, a bit more to lose over the coming weeks. Don't mind that shout at all. Uh, Lakey, any final thoughts, Raiders, Roosters? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. We spoke about Savage, if he gets DPP before. Um, Suwali's pretty much a bye this week, and he should be playing fullback um, in this game, uh, unless Manu gets it. But, um, you know, those are the sorts of guys you'd be looking at there. I don't think there's too many other options. The, the Roosters are a bit like South for me. They've been very underperforming as far as Supercoach goes, and there's not too many guys you want to to grab from their team. All right, guys, let's round out the pod with a chat through captaincy. Glad we've got you on board. It's, it's well, it's the old and the new. Lakey, you did it last year and, and for a few years before that. 
Deanie, you've taken over the mantle this year. So let's throw to you guys. I don't even like, no point asking me. Who are your, your captains and vice captains for this round? Blakey, start with the old. Start with the old. Listen, I'll, we'll start with trade plans because I've been mucking around since we've been talking and I, I can make a trade. If I if I boot Curran and Brown and Stags, I can get Talakai, Cleary and Suwali, which I think is just about locked in. And if that's the case, um, Talakai against the Broncos as a VC, Cleary against the Dogs as the captain. Danny, I'll throw to you. Who's your captain, vice-captain? Spoilers for your article this week. Oh, we're going to go the same guns as last week. There's two... You can't go past Cleary. If you're spending 950k, you're going to be naming him against the Titans outfits. And let's be honest, is quite woeful right now and they're going nowhere. So um, that could be a cricket score. And the Storm play the Knights again. Yes, I probably expect some sort of a rebound against the Knights, but I don't think it'll be that much and the Storm will take care of business there and Pappenhausen will probably run right again. So... Um, I think from a captain's point of view, it's either those two and vice-captain, you go Talakai against the Broncos. Is there a thought to straight captain Talakai? I mean, you know, you look around, it it, it would be, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't have, to be fair, I don't have that many terrible auto-emergency nightmares. So, I mean, Cool has been named this week, thankfully, so hopefully won't ruin it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've brought him in. This round, I've probably broken him, so it's a safe play to uh, to chuck the VC on him. But, geez, it's going to be great watching Suncorp Stadium. Hopefully the rain stays away. Um, but anyway, for anyone not wanting to do what I do, uh, VC Talakai, C Pappenhausen at this stage. All right, boys, thank you very much. It's been a long pod. Uh, glad to have you both on. The Cap El Capitanos themselves, Lakey, Danny, thank you very much. All the best for this week. Danny, I will hit you up about those uh, all the Townsville hotspots. I assume the Mad Cow Tavern still goes off after the game, but uh, Cowboys Leagues, the casino, I mean, geez, could be a very big weekend. Will I come back alive? I'm not sure, mate. You, let's hope you don't get thrown out of the Mad Cow. Um, it's been many years since I've gone gone to the Mad Cow or the bank or um, um, the Lees Club for that, for that instance, but... You know, uh, I've got a few connections up there. I'll have to see whether I can get you a um, a couple of tickets to the game and maybe in a little corporate spot. So, um, oh, yeah, I know. Um, we still have still have friends up there, mate. So. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Well, Lakey, what can you do for me from my Townsville trip? Got a favourite number I can chuck on the roulette wheel? Yes, sweet FA, mate. Just try and talk you down off a ledge all weekend. <laughs> Yeah, righto, buddy. All right. Thanks very much, boys. All the best for this week and catch you next time. Thanks, guys. It's the deep. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.